At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on vSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Point Spread Sunday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you so much for joining me. Hour number two of the program here. Josh Ingles of Covers.com will join us. Uh, we'll talk a little Major League Baseball. We'll get into some Rookie of the Year props and futures for the NFL coming up here in a little more than 15 minutes. And then, of course, I'll give you the rundown for all of my plays for today as we close out the show here on this Sunday, this Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and uh, any of you moms watching and listening. Certainly appreciate you spending your Sunday morning with us here, getting your gambling fix on. Uh, go enjoy the rest of your day. Go cash some tickets, Mom. You've earned it. All right. Uh, let's get to Major League Baseball and my plays for the day. Uh, And we'll start with the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago White Sox here. And we just talked about this a little bit of a moment ago with Adam Trigger of Wager Talk. Uh, I am not a huge fan of of laying the points on the run line. There's there's certain scenarios that I'll do it. Uh, It's where you're always going to get plus money, so you feel a little bit better about it. But probably one of the more secure bets in Major League Baseball is to take the one and a half on the run line. Uh, over the long haul, you'll probably cash a lot more tickets there uh, than you will laying it. But still, this is more about a fade of Dallas Keuchel, the Chicago White Sox starter. He has been awful this year. And how awful? Well, he's got an 8.4 ERA. That's overall. His ERA on the road this year, 63. Yes, 63. His whip is 2.33. He's had struggles with walks all year long. He's walked 11 batters in 15 innings. He has just been bad. Also, you're getting Michael Walker starting for the Boston Red Sox. 3-0 on the year, 1.38 ERA, a whip of .92. He has yet to give up a run at home this season. Now, these are two of the lowest scoring offenses in the league, um, 27th and 28th, respectively, between the Red Sox and the White Sox. So, Not a lot of runs are going to be scored in this game, which is a little bit scary, again, laying the one and a half. uh, But still, I I feel better more about a fade against Keuchel because the Boston Bats may wake up against a starter who has struggled all season long here. So I'm getting plus money at plus 138, and I will back the Boston Red Sox on the run line, minus one and a half here. uh, For an early start, 1130 a.m. Eastern start, I think it's the Boston Marathon Day um, or, or I don't know if they're doing it for Mother's Day, whatever reason, but they got a very early start here in Boston today. Somebody tweet me and tell me why they're starting so early. Usually the 1135 game is on the uh, Boston Marathon Day, but I always thought that was in April. So anyway, regardless, might have been just because of the change in the schedule 
uh, in the lockout that they move this thing here. But you get a Mother's Day game that starts early. All right, next game, uh, I will go to the Yankees and the Texas Rangers. Game one, where Garrett Cole is on the mound. Now, I'll say this much. It, I want it to be game one. We talked a little bit about doubleheaders. If for whatever reason Garrett Cole has changed and, and slated to start game two, I may look at this a little bit differently and see if the number adjusts. But Garrett Cole under 7.5 Ks, under uh, at plus 106. Texas has the eighth lowest K rate in Major League Baseball, just 7.7 strikeouts per game. Cole has only gone above seven and a half strikeouts. He's only got to eights once all season long. Uh, and this has been a long layoff for both of these teams because they didn't play on Friday night. They got rained out. They didn't play yesterday. And so uh, this may be a rest versus rust scenario situation, whereas Cole might be a little bit you know, sluggish. We'll see how he responds. I think it's feast or famine kind of deal. Either he fans, you know, 13 or he only fans three. Uh, and one way or another, Texas Rangers are a team um, that that and a lineup that can score. Uh, but their pitching is awful. Uh, and so this may be a slugfest uh, a little bit here as the Yankees certainly could score runs. But, you know, again, I'm just counting on Cole to get you through five uh, and get out of there. He has not been averaging a K per inning yet this year. He may get there by the time the end of the season rolls around, but he's not there yet. And considering he's only gone over this number once, uh, I think they haven't correctly adjusted his his K prop um, down to six and a half. So. With plus money, I love getting plus money on on K props uh, because I think it's so important with K props to set a limit of the juice you're willing to pay. Uh, and for me, it's around 120. That's about it. I won't go anything more than minus 120. I don't think you're profitable long term. There's way too much variance in strikeout props uh, that you can't eliminate. Again, you get that stupid box that they put on the screen. The ball goes inside of it. Everybody looks at it and thinks it's a strike. We all know it's a strike. The umpire calls it a ball. And now you get ball four instead of strike three on a full count. And there you go. So uh, that can cost you everything. It's just that sort of variance you can't eliminate with K props. So I don't like to pay a lot of juice on them. Because long term, it's just I, I don't feel it's in my best interest or it's profitable. Another bet that I've been talking about all year long, if you followed me, you know I love the no run first inning, yes run first inning prop bet. Uh, it's another one where you have to set limits on what you're willing to pay. I'll pay a little bit more juice, 125, maybe in certain cases 130, but nothing above that. Uh, because there is still a ton of variance here as well that you can't eliminate. But to a certain extent, a lot of this is systemic. You can play percentages. Uh, you can look at starters and see teams that are good at scoring in the first inning versus teams that are bad at scoring in the first inning, uh, as opposed also to teams that give up a lot of runs in the first inning versus teams that don't. Uh, and some of this is going to be a little bit, you know, this is more about the, the situation, the starter uh, in a lot of places. Colorado is in Arizona. The Rockies are taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Take the first inning under a half run at minus 118. Zach Allen, who is starting for the Arizona Diamondbacks, has yet to give up a run in the first inning this year. He's better at home than he is on the road. He's only allowed one run so far on the season at home. Uh, and so Arizona as a team defensively here in this game does not give up a lot of first inning runs. Zach Allen is the guy on the mound enough for me to get to the first inning. Now, Jermon Marquez um, is starting for Colorado. He's been bad. Uh, he's 0-2 on the year. He's got a 6.92 ERA, and his whip is 1.69. Those are bad numbers. However, comma, he has not given up a first-inning run on the season, and he's pitched against Philadelphia twice, one of the highest-scoring teams in the league, and the Dodgers once. So he's able to navigate tough lineups. The Arizona Diamondbacks are not a tough lineup. The Diamondbacks low, average .21 runs in the first inning on the year. That is 29th out of 30 teams in Major League Baseball. They haven't scored a run in the first inning in their last three starts. I feel confident in Marquez being able to get through the first inning here, as I do with Gallon, and cash a first inning under a half-run ticket. So uh, I'm going to go there again at minus 118. The juice is right where near my threshold is, so I'm happy with the number, and I can back it and go uh, to this game here as a, uh, a play for me. Uh, one more K-prop that I'll get into between San Diego and Miami, the game out west at San Diego. Joe Musgrove is starting for the San Diego Padres. He's been electric this year. He's been one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. His K-pop right now, one shop, I saw it on FanDuel, at five and a half, but they want me to pay minus 158. Eh, hard pass, not doing it. 
Uh, it's just not – you have to be disciplined when it comes to K-Profs. Set a limit and don't spend above it because, as I said earlier, it's not profitable long term. I'm not paying minus 158 on a K-Prop with too much variance. However, comma, I will look at an alternate K-Pop line of over 6.5 at plus 130. Much more comfortable there with that number. Now, Joe Musgrove has 33 strikeouts and 32 innings this year. He has gone over 6.5 in three of his five starts on the year. He's gotten into the sixth inning in all five of his starts in the year. Uh, and this is a team in Miami that averages one run less on the road than they do at home. I say all this to say is that Musgrove should be able to get to six, maybe even seven innings against the Miami team that's not going to score against him. And it'll be about more opportunities to get that seventh strikeout that you need to go over six and a half on an alternate K prop line. Miami is 22nd in Major League Baseball in K-rate. They're around nine strikeouts per game. And the number jumps up on the road to 9.7 strikeouts per game, where they're just 8.2 strikeouts per game at home. So they strike out more on the road where they are today against a good strikeout pitcher who's going to get deep into games and give me enough opportunities to, instead of paying the juice of minus 158, I'll take the plus money and go up one more strikeout to over six and a half at plus 130. It's important to shop around. It's important for you to set limits on K-props and, and other things like that because, as I've said repeatedly, it's just hard to stay above long-term when you're paying that much juice. Uh, every now and then you can sort of swoop in and try to do it, but when you're wrong, you're wrong, and you end up losing, and you're, you're usually wrong more than you're right uh, in gambling. You have to acknowledge that fact. So uh, I like what I've done here. feel very confident on Musgrove getting to seven against a high strikeout team, high K rate team like the Miami Marlins. Uh, and, and a lot of these games have been low scoring in this series. So I think it's better that way. I don't care who wins or loses. If I can get Musgrove into the seventh inning, I feel really good about him getting to seven strikeouts, which he's done in three or five starts this year. So those are my major league baseball plays for today. And of course, we'll have them all rehashed for you at the end of the show coming up next uh we'll get back into the nfl and look at some props for the rookies uh and some futures for the rookies in the nfl i'll give you where i am on both of those coming up next i'm mark zino give me a follow on twitter at mark zino m-a-r-k-z-i-n-n-o you are watching and listening to point spread sunday here on visa we've got so much more to do again josh ingles of covers will join us we'll get his takes on Major League Baseball, where we've got a lot of doubleheaders to get to today as well. So there's a lot in flux right now with Major League Baseball. We'll also look at some of the hot starts from some of the teams in Major League Baseball, including the New York Mets. And we will see where they are uh, and how long they can hang on to this big lead that they've got in the NL East. All that and more coming up next right here on VEASAN. Uh, I am Mark Zinno. Thank you for spending your Sunday morning with me. Wishing all the moms out there happy Mother's Day. Certainly appreciate all the guys, it's all, all the uh, moms out there and all that they do uh, for us. All right, we're going to get back into the NFL coming up next right here on VEASAN. Uh, and Point Spread Sunday, give me a follow on Twitter, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Appreciate you guys spending your Sunday morning with us here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. A fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch and available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here on VSIN, the sports betting network. As we continue along, Josh Ingles of Covers.com going to join us coming up here in the next segment, about 15 minutes from now. We'll go over Major League Baseball. And of course, at the end of the show, uh, I will give you my entire rundown of picks, both in Major League Baseball and the NBA for today. I wanted to continue the NFL discussion right now as we look at some of the uh, futures for NFL rookies uh, and even Rookie of the Year. Um, conversation, both offensive and defensive. Um, let's start with some receiving yards props for uh, some of the rookies here. And, and you have all the big names, of course, Chris Olave, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, uh, Jahan Dotson, and Traylon Burks. Those were the five big receivers that were taken uh, in the first round. And, you know, for me, this sort of prop is is not only as much as it is about opportunity, but it's about the quarterback. Let's run down the list here of the quarterbacks that these players have Drake Wilson has as of right now, Marcus Mariota Garrett Wilson has, uh, has Zach Wilson. That's weird. Uh, and Chris Olave has Jameis Winston. Uh, you keep going down. Johan Dotson has Carson Wentz and Traylon Burks has, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Now, if you ask me the best quarterback out of all the five of those for me, it's Carson Wentz. 
Uh, and Ryan Tannehill would be second. Then after you figure out who the quarterback is, you got to figure out the, the, man, the manner of opportunity. What I mean is how likely are they to throw the ball and how much will this, this rookie be a target? Um, there is another primary target in Washington, in Terry McLaurin, who will obviously get more attention um, than Jahan Dotson will. And so if McLaurin is the guy drawing double teams and getting coverage rolled his way, that may be more opportunity for Dotson to catch passes. How will they use him? How will the offensive scheme fit him in? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but I, I would put my money on Dotson right now at over 709 and a half yards uh, and or four and a half TDs. I feel like that, to me, is where I'd want to go as far as the yardage is concerned. Don't know about the TDs. That may be difficult. The one TD prop that I would take from all these rookie receivers, honestly, is Drake London. He's the biggest red zone mismatch for anybody out there. The Falcons know that. Um, Arthur Smith loves big bodies in the end zone. He loved them in Tennessee with A.J. Brown. Found him routinely uh, open in the end zone or, or force balls to him, jump balls that only he could go get. Drake London is a great contested catch receiver. You're not going to need a ton of speed inside the red zone to separate because that's not what that's about. So I feel like over four and a half TDs, and again, juiced very much to the over here uh, at minus 140. That sort of scares me a little bit. Um, but nonetheless, Garrett Wilson, uh, he's at three and a half. And his touchdown prop at three and a half is juiced to the under at plus 110. I, I would go there. I mean, three seems like four touchdowns seems like such a low number, even if it is a rookie. Uh, it, it seems like it's so easy to get to that number. But again, that three and a half is more about the Jets offense their lack of an offensive line, their lack of a running game, uh, and how often will Wilson be able to actually have an opportunity to score a touchdown? You get the feeling it's one of those things where he's going to have to break something uh, to score a TD, and that's not easy, and those those are hard things to handicap because you don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, Traylon Burks uh, is now going to be one of the leading receivers in Tennessee, uh, and his you look at the other four rookies who all have their yardage total, in the low to mid 700s, um, you don't have that for Traylon Burks. His is at 869 and a half. That is a huge number for a rookie. Um, you know, if you're going to get to 900 yards, you're essentially going to get to 1,000, and that's what you're kind of saying for Traylon Burks, that he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver after they traded away uh, A.J. Brown. So with A.J. Brown out of the picture, I think the opportunity will be there but also a lot of this depends, too, on Derrick Henry's health uh, and how much they're going to be able to use him and get that offense back to normal. I think that is a fair question. I think that's absolutely one of those things where you look at it this objectively and you try to figure out uh, what this offense is going to do. I don't know how much they're going to put on Ryan Tannehill uh, and ask him to do it. So, And Chris Olave, if it wasn't Jameis uh, and it wasn't Dennis Allen, not Erickson, right? Allen, <laughs> uh, the head coach. If it was Sean Payton, I'd look at this completely differently. It's not. And I don't know what the health status is of Michael Thomas. Is he going to come back? Is he going to play? Um, so, you know, there's a lot of question marks there. It's hard to put money on Olave at this point, even though the under is, is plus 100. It's even money. Um, but he's also at four and a half TDs. And Traylon Burks, by the way, the highest TD prop number at five and a half. But still, Drake London is the number that I would play um, at over four and a half as far as the touchdown prop is concerned. Feel good there. Let's look at some Rookie of the Year um, rankings for, or I should say, Rookie of the Year odds on the offensive side of the ball. Kenny Pickett's plus 500. Drake London plus 750. Traylon Burks plus 750. Christian Watson plus 800. Um, Brees Hall is at 9-1. to one. Garrett Wilson at 10-1 to one, along with Olave. Sky Moore. Kenneth Walker 12-1. to one. Jameson Williams 12-1. to one. Desmond Ritter 14-1. to one. Kenneth Walker does not look like a bad play at 12 to one. He's going to be used. Seattle isn't going to throw the ball that much. Um, this is a team, by the way, and an offense in Seattle that is so much better when they are running the football. It's what they want to do. It's what makes them more effective. Uh, how much are they going to have Geno Smith throw the ball? I don't know, but the offensive line is bad. Uh, I don't know if it'll get any better anytime soon. But that said, you know, at 12 to 1 for Kenneth Walker, even if he has 900 yards in the year, that may be good enough, comparatively speaking, to what some of the other receivers are going to do. 
it, it may be enough, especially if he finds the end zone a bunch and they use him at the goal line. Um, and you start to see him become, you know, he gets to a thousand yards. If he can do, if they commit to him like that, especially with all the other injuries they have at running back with Chris Carson and everybody else, he may be their, their workhorse. So I kind of like that idea that, that at 12 to one, he's the guy. Um, that to me is very much a, a, a real possibility, uh, for him. I wouldn't take any of the quarterbacks, uh, even Kenny Pickett. Um, I don't think Kenny Pickett is going to play. I think Pittsburgh will do exactly what they did with Ben Roethlisberger. I know it was a long time ago. People have to remember how Ben Roethlisberger uh, ended up being the starter in Pittsburgh. Tommy Maddox got leveled by Terrell Suggs in week one. Uh, and the Steelers went on to lose that game. Ben Roethlisberger came in, started the next three games, won them all, and they never looked back. I don't think there's any intention right now of them starting Kenny Pickett, barring an injury to Mitch Trubisky. I think they want him to sit for a whole year. So I, I would not waste my money there. Um, Desmond Ritter, you know, I, if the Falcons are smart, they play him because they got to figure out if he can play. They got to figure out if they, if they need a quarterback next year or not. Um, it's just a question of when. It may be too late in the year. He might not get a crack at it until week eight. So, uh, and we saw what happened to Baker Mayfield. When he got a crack at it and he helped the Browns win games, I think there were five or six or seven games into the season when he finally took over as the starter. And he played great. And he put up huge numbers. And he set a record for the most touchdown passes by a quarterback uh, rookie quarterback in the NFL, but it was just too late in the year for him to get the award. And I think that'll be the case for Desmond Ritter. So uh, I don't really know where else to go. I don't like any of the receivers uh, all that much. Again, if, you, if you're back at Traylon Burks to go over, why not back him? And if he goes over his receiving yards prop, he's going to be the rookie of the year. If he goes over both his receiving yards and rushing total and his uh, touchdown total prop, he's absolutely going to be the rookie of the year. I don't have any concerns about that. I think that, that that's that's very easy. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, the favorite at plus 450. Kayvon Thibodeau, 5-1. to one. Trevon Walker, 6-1. to one. Quay Walker, Kyle Hamilton, Jermaine Johnson, Devin Lloyd, all at 8-1. to one. And then you get Derek Stingley, Ahmad Gardner uh, at 10-1, to one, and Kobe Dean at 12-1. to one. These are really, really hard to handicap. Um, you have to look at guys who get to the quarterback and make sacks or guys who get interceptions. I'm not sure that there's a reason to take a, a guy like Jermaine Johnson, per se, depending on where he's playing, uh, if he's going to be a pure edge guy uh, or not and be able to go after the quarterback. Again, Nicobe Dean's another one. Like uh, As a middle linebacker, I just don't see him getting to the quarterback that much scheme-wise. I don't really know that many teams are running their defenses that way, but you know who knows? Uh, one of the corners could interest me, whether it's a Mod Gardner or Derek Stingley. Um, but, you know, I would look at Thibodeau uh, or, or Hutchinson because if they can get to the quarterback with any sense of regularity uh, and really, you know, uh, be a positive impact for their teams and help them win ball games, then yeah, those guys will be at the top of that conversation. All right, coming up next, uh, Josh Ingles, Covers.com, going to join us. We'll talk some more Major League Baseball and then we'll finish up my picks of the day right here on Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll be right back. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zeno. Technical difficulties. We're going to get Josh Ingles from Covers.com coming up here uh, in just a moment to go over Major League Baseball with us as we got a full slate today, including multiple multiple double headers here. Uh, and we're going to have to switch some things around here as we, uh, we, we deal with some technical issues. But uh, I'm going to give you my rundown for all my picks today in Major League uh, Baseball and the NBA. And we'll get to Josh Ingles coming up. Next segment, let's start in the NBA uh, with uh, the Phoenix uh, Suns and the Dallas Mavericks in that game. Uh, I'm going to back Phoenix here and and I'm actually going to play the over as well. Look, Phoenix has dominated it in every statistical category in this series. And when I look back at the last game, you know, I'm looking more at a situation where you have a Chris Paul game that has more turnovers than assists. He had seven turnovers and four assists and a game where DeAndre Ayton just didn't give you enough. He was six of 12 shooting, but he only had 16 points in the game. I don't think that is what those guys are. I don't think that's what they are in the series. They had 17 turnovers did the Phoenix Suns in that game three loss. They only took 76 shots from the field. That's way below their season average. So I don't know if it's as much as Dallas did that much defensively to change things, 
I think it's more the fact that the Phoenix Suns had a bad game, an uncharacteristic game of who they really are, and they'll bounce back here. Uh, and I think that laying the one and a half here is the easiest way to go. They're a better team than Dallas on multiple fronts. Um, you know, they're actually leading in rebounding by a significant margin, 49 to 41 every single game. Uh, and they're actually also, you know, a team right now that uh, is dominating in the three-point shooting area, 45 and a half percent from deep uh, compared to just 38 percent for that of the Dallas Mavericks. So this is a situation here. I think it's a correlating bet. Uh, if you're taking Phoenix, you're taking the over. If you're taking Dallas, you're taking the under. I don't. Dallas can't win an over game. Phoenix can win an under game, which I don't necessarily know that they will. But the only way for Dallas to win a game is to do what they did in game three. And that's limit Phoenix to around 100 points or less. Because Dallas doesn't have the offense to get to 115 on a night in, night out basis. 110, 115, it's just not who they are. They don't have enough secondary scoring after Lucas. So uh, if this game goes over the 215 total, which I think it will, Phoenix is the way to go. Uh, and if it stays under, it's because Dallas has shut them down. They're not scoring. And they keep the Suns to around 100 points because Dallas will be right in that 105 kind of range uh, where they were in game three. So give me the Phoenix Suns over the Mavericks and over the total 215 in that game. No play on the other NBA game, Miami and Philadelphia. Uh, don't have a strong feel one way or another. I need to see another game before I can really judge this thing from my point of view. What does Joel Embiid really mean to the 76ers? Um, because the numbers aren't really backing things up there, you know, just to kind of give you some um, perspective on it. Miami was the number one three-point shooting team in the league this year, averaging about 38% from deep. They're only shooting 31% from three in this series. That's not like them. Miami has a rebounding advantage over Philadelphia, 51 to 45, and they're dominating on the offensive glass as well. Yet Philadelphia is leading in points in the paint, and they've only had Joel Embiid for one game. So uh, some of this doesn't square with me. Uh, you're looking at two teams that aren't shooting very well in this series, and so Right now, it's a pass for me. I'm not going to get in on this game. I'll sit back, watch, and hopefully try to find something I can take advantage of in game five. Uh, you know, again, I'm hopeful as a better that that Philadelphia ties this thing up because I think it makes it easier to handicap going forward um, because we've got another chance to get two more games to of a sample set to look at. Um, but nonetheless, you know, uh, I'm going to stay off this other game in the NBA. All right, let's get to Major League Baseball today for my plays there as well. Boston is taking on Chicago. That game getting set to get underway here in just about two hours, 1130 on the East Coast. Not often that I'm going to play a run line and lay the points, but I'll do it here today. Minus one and a half for the Boston Red Sox. I get plus 138 plus money um, on the juice. And the reason I'm taking or laying the points on the run line rather is I'm fading Dallas Keuchel, who's the starter for the White Sox today. He's been awful this year. He's got an 8.4 ERA. His whip is 2.3. Those are just terrible numbers. His ERA on the road this year, 63. That's awful. That's, 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 that's worse than gas prices in America right now. That's how bad that is. So he's walked 11 batters in 15 innings. He struggled with his control. He's a complete fade for me right now. I know the Red Sox aren't scoring a ton of runs, but they are starting Michael Waka, who may be one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball this year so far. 3-0, a 1.38 ERA, a .92 whip. He has yet to give up a run at home this season so far. Uh, and I don't expect them to do it today. These are two of the lowest scoring offenses in Major League Baseball. Red Sox are 27th in runs per game. The White Sox are 28th. So not a lot of runs being scored, but this is more about Walker versus Keuchel and the fact that the Red Sox should be able to knock around Keuchel a little bit, enough to get four or five runs out of this thing here. And uh, and hopefully Walker cruises into the seventh inning, not giving up a run or only one run. And uh, and, and we can cover this, this run line here. So Red Sox hope to get out early. Um, on this early start at 1130, and I'll back him on the run line minus one and a half. Strikeout prop here for Garrett Cole is set at seven and a half. Uh, I am going to take the under seven and a half Ks at plus 106. Uh, Garrett Cole is facing the Texas Rangers today. Uh, they have the eighth lowest K rate in Major League Baseball. They strike out just 7.7 times per game. Uh, and Garrett Cole has only gone over seven and a half strikeouts once all season long. So he's not exactly hitting the strikeout numbers that we're used to seeing him have. Uh, so I'm going to continue to play the under here. Both of these teams had Friday, they had Saturday off. They're going to struggle, I think, offensively a little bit just because uh, of the layoff. Some of the hitters may be a little bit rusty, so we'll see how it goes. But give me under 7.5 for Garrett Cole. First inning run line prop between Arizona and Colorado. First inning under a half run. 
minus 118. Zach Gallen going for Arizona. Jermon Marquez going for Colorado. Gallen has yet to give up a first inning run this year. He's been better at home than he has on the road. He's only allowed one run so far on the season at home. So Zach Gallen uh, going to do his job against Colorado. And Jermon Marquez, his numbers are bad this year. 0-2, 6.92 ERA and a 1.69 whip. But he has not given up a first inning run this year. And he's faced the Dodgers once and the Phillies twice. Those are two of the highest scoring teams in the league. Uh, and when you get a starter like that, it brings the number down a little bit. And plus, Arizona is not very good in the first inning this year, statistically. So I will back uh, the under a half run in the first inning at minus 118. One final strikeout prop for me today, Joe Musgrove of the San Diego Padres. His K prop, most shops is five and a half, but you're paying heavy juice at minus 158. I'm going to find an alternate line at six and a half. I'll take plus 130 uh, and get Musgrove, who's gone over six and a half Ks, Three of his five starts this year. He's gotten into the sixth inning in all of his five starts this year. And Miami has a very high K rate at nine Ks per game. So that's my entire slate of picks for today in Major League Baseball. Coming up next, we'll talk some more baseball with Josh Ingles of Covers.com. And we'll wrap things up here on Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I am Mark Zinno. Thank you so much for joining us here as we continue along on this Sunday. And joining us now from Covers.com, it is Josh Ingalls as we continue our discussion on Major League Baseball. Josh, good morning and thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, same to you and yours. Uh, interesting day in Major League Baseball. A lot of doubleheaders going on here. But one thing of note, as we are a month plus through the start of this season here, is the amount of runs or being scored, or I should say not being scored to this point. Uh, how much do we think this trend or do you think this trend can continue? And will the bats start to warm up as the weather does? Uh, there's, there's a double-edged sword here. So we knew that the balls coming in would be affected. I think Major League Baseball wanted to decrease the home run ball. And I think we're actually seeing that, but there will be a trend. Once the warmer weather comes, like you said, we will see uh, some more runs here, but as of now, I mean, batting average sitting at 233, which would be the lowest average in MLB history. That will obviously jump up a couple points, but in saying that it's just teams are averaging four runs per game in April, which is the lowest average since 1981. So it is concerning. And especially if you're a totals player, you're also seeing that hit across the board as unders are hitting at 55% on the season. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm seeing some numbers a lot lower than what I would have thought. Just even today, you know, yesterday I cashed on San Francisco and St. Louis. The total was seven. Uh, and that cashed me by the end of this, by the top of the second inning there. Uh, and it's seven and a half again today. Uh, and I, I, I'm with you. I think this is more of a product of, you know, across the board, runs are down. And so odds makers are keeping numbers down just to sort of try to stay consistent. Absolutely. So yesterday's slate, uh, the late games, we only saw two totals of eight and a half and a really good one to look at just to see where we are today. Great American ballpark. We have Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, two pitchers with 7.00 ERAs north of, and we're getting a total of eight. I mean, they did just come off that doubleheader yesterday. But to see something like that is really indicative of where the run production is in MLB this season. All right. You mentioned the Cincinnati Reds uh, have been an auto fade for a lot of people going on. Look, baseball with 162 games always has some regression to the mean, right? Like it's just part of what happens when you do the sample set repeatedly uh, based on laws of probability. So that said, uh, is it time to stop fading the Reds in your opinion, or can they continue to be this bad for another couple of weeks? Uh, I really think they can be bad. We're not talking about the worst team in MLB. We're talking about the worst team in professional baseball across the globe. KBO, MPB, uh, CPBL of Taiwan. They have like a 0.154 winning percentage, minus 80 run differential going into yesterday. The offense is just, I mean, last in runs created plus last in WOBA. Joey Voto. That's so that's kind of where it is. You see Joey Voto hitting a buck 22 and you know that he's going to pull out of that, but in his age 38 season, he just hit COVID. There could be some struggles. Jonathan India is also out. So they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. So I wouldn't necessarily stop fading them until we see some progression from them. We see some bodies get back into the lineup. And I mean, they won yesterday. They scored seven runs in that inning, but they had to have Pittsburgh's emergency catcher in that game just to pull off that feat, I think. Yeah, and, you know, the problem is, too, is at this point, odds makers have not made it advantageous for you to fade the Reds. You're paying such a heavy premium to do so because it's been what a lot of people have been jumping on. So uh, the other way to go is to stick with the really hot team uh, like the New York Mets. So we go from bad to good. Mets are playing near 700 ball, winning a ton of games. Their pitching staff is off the charts good. They have a doubleheader today against Philadelphia. But the question is really, how much can the Mets continue to play at this rate? You mentioned the Cincinnati Reds. They have three wins. Two of those were against the Atlanta Braves uh, in the opening season of the series. So uh, Braves fans in pure panic mode because they have the same record right now as they did a year ago, except last year they were two and a half games out. Now they're seven and a half games out. And so people are starting to fear that, well, yeah, you can't win the World Series in April, 
but you certainly can lose it by getting into a bigger hole than you want to be. But the Mets are a big part of that. Now, I feel like the Mets will come back down to earth a little bit here, but do you agree? Uh, it, it really is a tricky one, sitting at 19 and 9 heading into yesterday. And MLB.com really has a funny thing. They have expected wins now on their uh, on their tracking site here. 18 and 10, they have him. I mean, they're scoring more runs than the Dodgers. They're the number three team of Woba behind Colorado and the Yankees. They're one of four teams striking out at under 20%. So plate discipline is also there. And you touched on the, the, the pitching staff. Carlos Carrasco has the worst ERA on that starting staff with a 3.30. So we probably could see some regression, some negative regression, if you want to call it, on that pitching staff. But, I mean, Miami's right now in second place at 13 and 14. We're obviously expecting Atlanta and Philadelphia to pick it up a bit. But to tie in the whole baseball thing, home runs are down. And when you got guys like Jeff McNeil, who people think – that will come back down to earth. You have to look at this is still a career 300 hitter with over 1400 at bats and their role players. They're Starling Marte, the Brandon Nemo, the Travis Jankowski. These guys are all chipping in. So it's not a two player heavy system with Lindor or uh, I mean uh, with Lindor here, but we really have a rounded out well offensive team here in New York that might be getting a little advantage because of the ball as they're a high producing average team right now. So will they keep hitting at this streak? Obviously not, but could they walk away with the division easily this year? Probably. Jeff, I was one, Josh, rather, I was wondering about the uh, game coming up here at 1130 between the Red Sox and the White Sox. Uh, Keiko's been an auto fade for me. He's had problems with his control. He's going up against Michael Walker, one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball so far this year with a whip that's under one and an ERA of 1.8. Uh, all that said, both neither of these teams are scoring runs. They're 27th and 28th uh, in Major League Baseball and runs scored per game, respectively, the Red Sox and the White Sox are. So uh, I'm going to back the Red Sox here on the run line, minus one and a half, because I'm, get, I'm getting plus money on it. It's not my favorite play in the world, but this is more of a play against Keuchel and on Waka than anything else. This is this is a really funny game. Just for your average better who's waking up and seeing, oh, we got a 11:35 game here at Fenway, and then you look at you see Keuchel, and everyone's been fading Keuchel. I think he's allowed what 22, 24 runs in four starts. So, I mean, I don't know. The non-savvy betters looking at that, and they're like, oh, seeing eight, seeing the the Red Sox, and they might just hit that over. But there's a lot of other things here. We're talking about 18 mile an hour winds blowing in which will definitely help both pitchers. Chicago hasn't been scoring much this season. I mean, I believe that division has the three lowest scoring teams in all of the American League. Walker just hasn't been giving up hits. 16 hits, four runs, and five starts. And combined, both of these teams are 18, 31, and five to the under. And when we have these 11:35 games, I mean, they don't happen often, but especially on Sunday games, especially with all the busy schedules happening and the rainouts, we're probably not going to see a strong lineup on both parts, which could also be why the books are setting this number at eight and kind of enticing betters to to take that plunge and hit the over. But uh, I'm on the under here. And yeah, I, I, I could definitely take Waka in this situation. Might even just take him on the money line and increase the units, I think. Josh, just one question in general about how you handle double headers and do you automatically stay off the second game? Do you look to fade a team in the first game? What's sort of the process there for you? Uh, I think it really comes down to lineup management. Look to see who's in the lineup the first game. Know that the vets might get the second game off. Uh, it's a really underrated thing just to look and see which way it goes. I would uh, I'd like to hit the unders on the uh, second game more or less just because it's it's aware just I don't know that's a lot of baseball I mean I'm 39 years old I played nine innings like slow pitch and I can't even get up I don't know how these guys do it and then another really big thing is just to see what happens with uh, bullpen management obviously in that first game guys aren't getting trotted out in the second game so if the bullpen gets heavy use in the first game expect uh, a skipper to maybe lean on that starter even if he's getting tagged to continue to get tagged just to save the bullpen. He is Josh Ingles of covers.com. Thanks for the time this morning. Appreciate it, brother. Enjoy the day. I appreciate it. You guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday and uh, best of luck with your bets. All right. Uh, and that'll do it for us here 
on Point Spread Sunday. I want to remind you guys that the VEASAN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now through the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here on vcin.com and subscribers will have access to all of it including adam burke's daily major league baseball best bets jonathan von tobel will have the best bets all throughout the nba finals Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way up and through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and of course, horse racing. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use use of our betting tools and live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. I want to thank you guys for spending your Sunday morning with me, Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Thanks for watching and listening to Point Spread Sunday. Best of luck with all your bets today. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.